Hi, everyone, and welcome to the WIM Podcast. Women in Influencer Marketing is a first-of-its-kind exclusive networking group made up of inspirational women. This podcast is where we explore influencer marketing and get real about women in business. Find us wherever you download podcasts, and of course, you can always find us at IamWim.com. That's IamWim.com. Hello, hello from Anaheim, California. Oh my gosh, I'm looking at myself in um, the camera. Of course, we record these all on camera these days. And uh, I look like it's been hot here because it's been literally 95 degrees here in California. I'm going to take my badge off. I'm legit. And I was attending Vinta. I was here in Anaheim. What else is exciting in Anaheim? Literally nothing. But every year they decide, uh, non-pandemic years, they decide to have VidCon in Anaheim, California. So um, by popular demand and uh, also something unique today, I'm going to do a recap of VidCon 2022. So stick around if you were there, chances are you missed a bunch of activities because there was so much going on. So you'll get something out of this, I promise. And of course, if you weren't able to attend and had some major FOMO, don't worry. I got you. I'm going to take care of you. And um, I'm going to share some of my my highlights of, um, of the past couple of days. Also, I was able to walk around and interview some of the attendees who I met, who were lovely at all kinds of different companies because a lot of people were represented. So stick around for that too. It's not just going to be my thoughts. It's also the thoughts of some people who I got to interview. So where do I even begin? Um, Most of you, I think, know that I'm based in New York City. So I um, caught a flight on Tuesday night. But get this, guys. I am boarding the plane. I'm like ready for my trip. It had been a pretty crazy week. I think I slept like three hours the night before because work has been a little nutty. I scan my ticket. I go to get in line to like go down that tunnel that gets you to the airplane. I get a ding on my phone. I look down. I rented a Verbo or VRBO, however you say it, and it got canceled. And they told me literally as I was boarding the airplane, what the literal fuck I was livid. So good news is that I was actually planning on spending the first night at my best friend's uh, house because it's her birthday. But I was supposed to be checking into this Verbo for the rest of my freaking trip starting the day after. So I'm spending the whole time on the like pretty decent Wi-Fi actually. Shout out to JetBlue. Um, And it's free. I freaking love JetBlue. Um, Hashtag not sponsored by JetBlue. Certainly not sponsored by VRBO or Verbo, whatever the fuck, because I will never use them again. Um, It was like a nightmare. So long story long, I ended up just booking another hotel. Like there are tons of hotels here, but like I spent three times the price. Oh, Anyways, the hotel that I'm at right now, recording here, so you can kind of see it behind me if you're watching on Spotify or YouTube. Um, can't really tell how nice it is, but actually it's a really nice hotel. Um, so I'm at the Sheridan, which is walking distance from the convention center, um, 
but also like not in the thick of it. I remember it's the Marriott and the Hilton that are like catty corner to the convention center. Um, and so close in fact that they, they host a lot of uh, the events, the like official events there. And also people are taking meetings in the lobby and there's like so much happening. It's the Hilton and the Marriott. For me, like I can be in it, but then I also need to decompress. So being at the Sheridan, perfect. I will totally stay here again. It actually worked out for the best. So yeah, it's walking distance, but it's like a few hotels away. Um, and it's a really lovely hotel. I think they did renovations recently because actually the photos weren't as great. Um, but yeah, it's it's actually a really lovely hotel. Anyways, so I spend the night at my best friend's. It's her birthday. Literally, my best friend I've known her since middle school. So we, she lives in LA. Um, we see each other as often as we can. Um, a lot of the times it's on birthdays, and it was really, really nice to be able to spend uh, her birthday with her. So we had breakfast that morning. Um, had a lot of girl time. It was really, really nice. And then I said off to Anaheim. It was like an hour, hour and a half. Um, so it wasn't too bad because it can definitely be worse if you catch traffic. Um, and yeah, so I, I checked into my hotel a little bit late. They took a little while to get me a room. It's fine. Again, it's busy. Um, oh, this is such a good story. So next, I knew that there was an industry happy hour going on. And I wanted to like hit the ground running, meet a lot of people. That's why I'm here. So I went to the immediately to the happy hour, assuming because it was just for industry that there would be an opportunity to um, get this badge because I hadn't checked in yet, right? So I go there and they're like, ooh, sorry, you got to go all the way back to the convention center to get your badge to come back here. <laughs> it's just three minutes away. It's the three-minute walk. It's so simple. Incorrect. The entrance to the uh, – convention center is three minutes. The walk to get the pass to register was about a 15, 20-minute walk. Again, not a big deal. I'm a New Yorker. I actually love walking at 95 degrees. It's it's a little uncomfortable. So I went there. I finally find it. I go past the creator check-in and the this check-in and the TikTok check-in and the sponsor check-in. And the very last line is for industry. And it is like looped around and looks like it's not moving and it's like an hour long line, minimum, no exaggeration. And I'm like, fuck, like I'm I'm not gonna, I mean, I'm not gonna get this pass in time to go to this happy hour. I'm gonna totally miss it. What a bummer. And I know that's why the line was long because everybody probably had the same experience and it sucks because all these people are probably planning this wonderful happy hour and none of the people are going to be there because they made you go to register at the convention center. So that was kind of lame because um, they're just not going to – they're not going to have people attend the event. It's kind of silly. So anyways, um, I ended up striking up a conversation um, with this girl in front of me for like just a minute or so. Um, inevitably we get to the point of the conversation where we say, you know, like, oh, who do you work for? What do you do? And she goes, oh, I work for TikTok. And I look at her and I go, you know, there's like a special place for TikTok people to check in, right? And that's right over there, the place where there's zero line. And she looked at me and she's like, oh, 
you saved my life. Like you saved me like an hour of standing on this. And she's like, oh my God, thank you. I did not know that was there. I owe you. And like walks away. (laughs) And I'm like, dude, I get it. I do the same thing. So I start chatting with the people behind me because if we're going to be online together, I'm going to at least like network and make the most out of this line. So a few minutes later, she comes back, guys, and she whispers in my ear and she says, I asked him if he could check you in and he said he would do it. So she is immediately my friend. We've like messaged on Instagram. I told her I'm literally giving her a year membership of whim. She saved my life. (laughs) I was so grateful. And because of her, I made it to the happy hour. And I actually, we walked over together to the happy hour, which was lovely. I was going on and on about how grateful I was. Seriously, she freaking saved me an hour, hour plus of my life standing in this terrible line. So we walk over to happy hour together. And the first, I like walk in and immediately I hear, oh my gosh, you're from Wim, right? And it's this woman came in who um, works for this really cool company called Fourth Wall. And she was actually our scholarship winner, our most recent scholarship winner. I am so grateful that you guys tune in every single week to this podcast. This show is sponsored by Women in Influencer Marketing, the best community for the creator economy. Meet fellow influencer marketers, brands, and talent managers to talk shop, get hired, and even find a mentor. We also have dozens of masterclasses from the top voices at TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, award-winning agencies, and women who are paving the way for us all. If you want the chance to dive into the community and network with a who's who in influencer marketing, check out what it takes to join the membership collective. Just visit imwim.com slash join today and I'll see you there. I love instances like this. We ended up chatting for like an hour, just like learning about her. She's so like young and enthusiastic. And she's like, I remember when I was last at VidCon, I was part of the creator track and like wanting for, you know, wishing for the day that I could be part of the industry track. And here I am. And like, I don't know, so many of you guys listening to the show, maybe you're a little bit later on in your career and you can just really, really like, you feel that. I feel that. <laughs> like, I just remember being her and I, it's so cool to see how excited she is and was. So chatted for about an hour, then I met some other people um, and that was pretty much the end of Wednesday. So now we're going to transition into hearing some of these interviews that I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. So I literally went around on the floor at VidCon and uh, just went up to some really nice looking, hopefully Spartan, interesting and articulate people. (laughs) Um, So they should all take the compliment. They all check those boxes. Um, So I hope you enjoy. We had some really interesting conversations and as much as it's maybe fun to hear my thoughts about VidCon, I wanted to share thoughts of all the people that I ran into that day. So um, yeah, here's the first, enjoy. So I just walked into you guys, bumped into you, and you're kind and gracious enough to give me your thoughts on VidCon and what's going on. So first and foremost, name and company. Tell me where you're from. I'm Mariah, and I work for Wave Sports in entertainment. I do sports media, um, like social media creating, Um, and I'm from Atlanta. Amazing. Your eyelashes are beautiful. I wish people... 
weren't just listening, but we're watching this. Where you're from? What company? First, can't confirm the eyelashes are great. Um, <laughs> second, I'm Lucy Rodine. I am from North Carolina. I work for Wave Sports and Entertainment as a uh, f- college football content creator. Oh, so cool. Okay, tell me all about your company. Which of you would love to give us the spiel? I want to learn more. So Wave and Sports Entertainment is one of the fastest growing sports startups in the country. They have really found a way to take, you know, the old traditional media that you see on ESPN and Fox Sports and find a way to bring that to your phone where now Gen Z is getting all of their sports information as well as go with a creator-based approach. So it's, honestly, it's just sports for the fan who's on their phone, which we all are, and it's a ton of fun, and you have a really good time with it. And they have, like, 18-plus different verticals. So Mariah works for Buckets, which is our basketball one, and I work for Jukes, which is our football one. So tell me, so that is such, I, I haven't met anybody here that's, like, in that area. I think that's fantastic. Tell me what you guys are hoping to get out of VidCon. So basically, Lucy and I have just been kind of networking and walking around and like, but yesterday we spoke in a woman in sports panel. Um, How did it go? Really well. We had a lot of like um, women, you know, like asking us questions kind of about like us in the business and that kind of thing. So um, I feel like we've both gotten something pretty beneficial out of our VidCon experience. Awesome. What about you? What have you gotten from it? Oh, it's just been wonderful to be around a community of creators. That's not something that I've ever experienced before. So that's really awesome. It's just meeting people, meeting the platforms, kind of understanding what we can do um, with their help to be better at our content creation. Can we talk about predictions for a sec? Like, I don't know. What do we see in the next like six months to a year? Like, for example, I just got out of like a Web3 panel and there's a ton of Web3 panels and conversations going on. A lot of people, when I ask them this question, they're like, oh, it's all Web3. It's all NFTs. But like, what are your thoughts? Like, what do you predict in the next, like in terms of trends or just up and coming things in the next like six to 12 months? Yeah, I am so like, I'm an idiot in the NFT, Web3, Metaverse you know, area. But I will say as far as social media and stuff is concerned, like we were talking about our panel yesterday. I feel like that's like the way of the future if you're like trying to get into media. Um, So I just feel like social media is going to keep growing, especially TikTok. Um, It's definitely going to be like the go-to in like the next couple of years. So that's my prediction. Have you felt TikTok's presence at this year's VidCon being the title sponsor? 100%. I feel like everybody is like, my main platform is TikTok. I do TikTok and this is TikTok. And how do you grow on TikTok? Like, I feel like everybody's kind of talking about TikTok. It used to be like super Instagram, YouTube heavy. And I haven't really had a lot of conversations about YouTube or Instagram since I've been here. So I think it's really TikTok heavy this year. Yeah. What are your thoughts on TikTok being like the main platform this year? Oh, it's absolutely awesome because I'm an avid TikTok user. So it's seeing creators that I watch and I admire their work. I mean, it's it's wild because I think TikTok is way more accessible. I think it's because YouTube, you're going to watch on a computer screen where TikTok is right at your phone. So I think it's created a bigger audience, a bigger, you know, group of people who have access to this, you know, short form creation right there. And you can definitely tell that it has by far the biggest influence here. Like it's almost, I would say 95% of the people we've talked to, the stuff we've seen, the panels we've been a part of, TikTok. All TikTok. So cool. And like, if if VidCon were listening, what would you tell them to do more of, less of, or change for next year when you guys come back? 
I don't really have any complaints. Um, you know what? More more free stuff. We've been walking around looking for free stuff, so more <laughs> free stuff. Um, but I've had a really good time in all realities. Um, that's a really good that's really good feedback. More free stuff. Have you guys been to the expo on the first floor? There's not enough free stuff there. Yeah. <laughs> if it were to be there, like that's where it would be. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. Any anything, any feedback that you would give, like more of this, less of this, something different for next year. Clearer directions on where to go. Um we got we've gotten lost a few times, but like seriously, I think there should be like easier ways for creators to interact with, you know, these platforms that are, you know pushing their content because I think that, hey, having the ability to sit down and talk to somebody from Meta on how do my reel succeed better, like what can I do would be really, really valuable information. And so maybe more creator base that should be open to everyone, industry track, creator, whatever, of how do I get better at my craft? Uh, I would really love that. Workshop would have been awesome. Awesome. Would have loved a workshop. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate it. Enjoy VidCon. So we just I just flagged you down and you were like lovely enough to say sure I'll talk with you for a second on the whim podcast so I think we have the same name are you are you Jessica yes I am Jessica uh, Jessica Dove I am the director of social media and influencer marketing at MGM Resorts amazing and so do you go by Jess Jesse or Jessica uh, you know it really depends I go by Jess I refer to myself as Jess so Perfect. Perfect. I like it. Like, I feel like that says a lot about a person. Like, do they go by a nickname? Do they go by like the full name? So casual vibe. Exactly. No, I love a Jess. So, um, so yeah, first of all, I guess like, just tell me a little bit about how you work an influencer. Sure. Um, so I got into influencer marketing actually through my Etsy shop. I knit and crochet. And so um, I was fortunate enough to have leadership that really allowed me to create this amazing program and scale this program for a Fortune 500 company. And that's where I've been since. That is so cool. What a cool story. Where are you based? I am based in Las Vegas. Based in Las Vegas. So cool. Um, I assume you flew here, right? I did. Yes. <laughs> I mean, in this economy... Gas is a little expensive, so driving in this economy, I don't think so. But I'm flying. I don't know. Oh my gosh, I had to like, I, I had to uh, close my eyes and just ignore the fact that my flight here costs like three times what it used to because of gas prices right now. It's insane. Um, so were you here day one or just day two of VidCon? So I got here yesterday, Thursday, and then here the rest of Friday. And so, like, what are you wanting to hit up? Like, what is your what is your like main reason and like the main goal of, of being here? You know, I really just want to learn how the creator economy is ever evolving. Um, I've seen a couple creators that I personally love um, and I've heard from them in multiple sessions. Um, I want to actually hit them up for a couple collabs. But yeah, just really want to learn how I can further optimize my program. Amazing. And so, like, have you had a favorite session that you've seen or been in thus far? Yes, I went to the uh, keynote with TikTok yesterday and heard some really inspiring stories. Got a lot of inspiration there. So I was in that as well. Can you paint a picture for people listening of like what it was like? Because I agree it was incredible. Yeah, of course. So the session was really about how creators in the pandemic evolving and really taking advantage of TikTok as a platform and evolving their lives and really growing as humans. Yeah, it was like the most inspiring stories. It was like people that they're all like, Two years ago, I was on unemployment or two years ago, I was a corporate lawyer um, and all these people are, you know, keynotes on a stage on VidCon and like have millions and millions of followers. 
Um, it was really inspiring. I'm, I'm glad you got to see that one too. Um, and are there any that you're excited about that are still outstanding that you haven't been to and that you're going to later today? So I am going to one about the future of the monetization of the creator economy. Um, and so again, just want to learn how I can scale and evolve and optimize my program that way. So smart. So last question. So first of all, wait, first of all, is this your first time at VidCon? Yes, it is. It is. Okay. Were all of your, like, I mean, you come to VidCon, everyone comes to anything with expectations and hopes, you know, of like what they want to get out of it. Do you feel like you are getting the experience that you hoped for? Yeah, definitely. I like that I'm able to get the perspective of, of course, brands. I come from a brand, but the perspective of creators. And so I can really cater to both of our needs. Amazing. Thank you so much for being on today and agreeing. To, and I flagged you down. I'm like, hello. But like, oh gosh, like there's a random person who's going to ask you questions. You're incredible. Thank you so much for being on um, and enjoy the rest of VidCon. So I just met you guys. So first and foremost, what's your name? Who are you with? And um, were you here both days or just the today, the last day? Hi, I'm Joy Wade, and I am here for the whole VidCon experience every day, and um, I am a content creator, and I also am a marketer, so yeah, that's a little bit about me. Amazing, and when you when you say you're a marketer, do you have your own marketing agency? Do you work for an agency? Um, I'm in-house, so I work in tech. Very cool, very cool, and what about yourself? My name is India. I've been here for the last two days. Um, I'm also a marketer in tech. Amazing. Can you share what company you work for? Got it. Understood. The code is we're keeping our company name private. That's totally fine. I would love to hear your thoughts on the conference. So like day one, major takeaways. I think what's really interesting is that VidCon has evolved. So I feel like this year it's bringing together the industry with the creators. So I feel like a lot of industry folks might not really have a full grasp of like what it means to be a creative. So because like your industry pass allows you to go to the community and creator sessions, you kind of get a sense of, you know, what are creators interested in learning about? And that kind of flips the coin because it might be different than what you think being in the industry. I mean, you have the perspective of both as well. So I'm super intrigued to ask you, like the sessions that you enjoyed the most, where you got really like left with major takeaways, what track were they part of? Yeah, I really enjoyed the industry track um, sessions about the metaverse and Web3. I think those are things I don't know a ton about. So it's great to hear different perspectives. Even not everyone has the same um, opinion or even favors the um Web3 and metaverse landscape. So even that's interesting to see people get on stage and be like, hey, like, I'm not into this. Like, I don't get it. And then some people come on and they're super passionate about it. Um, I think one session, they actually talked about like the psychology behind why consumers would actually want to join the metaverse and kind of flip the switch because everyone's so focused on building the tech infrastructure. So it's like, okay, you built all this infrastructure, but that's where marketers and creators come in because you need someone to make all the content that's going to exist um, in that thousand percent. I love the fact that they have so many Web3 panels. I'd say it's like a third of the panels, I feel like, are all like Web3, NFT, you know, related. What have been some of your main takeaways from day one? For me, I didn't get to engage too much day one. I went to the expo floor. Um, target demographic is definitely children. Um, so a lot. I'm very out of touch on like Nickelodeon's new shows and like these new toys so 
definitely a huge like marketing experience down there. Um, and I think just to the Web three. Um, I didn't get to go to the session yesterday, but I've been going to some today. And I think generally there's a lot of sessions, but I will say I don't think anyone really knows what they're talking about just yet. Or maybe I just don't understand it. But it's just a lot of buzzwords, and I I think it's very like in the beginning stages still. Um, but it's interesting that the conversation is starting because I've been to VidCon previously and this is the first time I've seen so much discussion about like NFTs and Web3, which is very different than previously, which might be like how to make a, a reel, how to get on IGTV. So, and just the discussion of like decentralized platforms versus like leaning into like do everything on TikTok, do everything on Instagram, do everything on shorts. I think there's a new narrative of owning your own content presence and this new experience. So VidCon will be interesting in the future, like once they figure out Web3 a bit more. And so final question, are you excited about Web3 or are you like, eh, let's focus on Web2? Um, I think it's exciting because as a creator, I've always been interested in just learning more ways to own my content and form deeper connections with my audience. So I think that's the opportunities that are going to come. But it's also kind of scary because anything new, it's like whoever leads the charge, they have the most control. So you we want to make sure that the right people are working on it. And also everyone comes to the table with the voice. Um, I'm super new to the space. Um, but I follow a bunch of like black women who are in Web3 because I really want to champion like diverse voices um, at the table. And I think VidCon could have done a better job at bringing some more diverse voices to the Web3 conversation here. So it's not um, like completely one-sided. I love that. I hope to see that next year. That would be an incredible thing. Um, are you excited more about Web3 or more excited about Web2? I wouldn't say excitement just yet, but I do know it's not going anywhere. Like it's definitely the future. And I think I'm on the I'm on the end of like, oh, I need to just sit down and read. And that's the last session spoke about, like, I guess we're going into a bear market. So it's a good opportunity to just learn and research. And also, I think I feel overwhelmed, like, oh, I'm so behind. All these people are talking about it. But the speaker said it's only 12 years old. So it's still in the beginning stages. It's still opportunity to learn. So I think, you know, that's my personal takeaway is to learn more. At least I know the buzzwords and vocab now, um, but I don't think it's going anywhere. So I guess I better get excited. <laughs> Thank you, ladies, so, so much for uh, chatting with me today. I really appreciate it um, and enjoy VidCon. Um, so the next day, day one officially of the industry track. Um, so we started bright and early. There were uh, tons of panels. Um, so I'm on the industry track, but there's three. There's the creator track, the community track, and the industry track. This is the first year, in case you were unaware, that um, TikTok was the title sponsor. So everything was TikTok. The keynote, you know, the big keynote talks and everything. It was like TikTok creators, really interesting, really good stories. I mean, these were like five or six uh, creators on the platform who shared like two years ago, I was unemployed, you know, two and a half years ago, I was a corporate lawyer and now I'm a successful influencer on TikTok and I'm on this stage right now making a keynote. It was really powerful actually. I mean, it might sound cheesy or cliche. It was really, really well done. Um, and if I could summarize the the first day, it was a bunch of Web3 uh, panels and conversations. 
Um, it was a bunch of like great networking, <laughs> really, really solid networking. But um, overall, a pretty noticeable drop in attendance. I went out to dinner um, at the end of night one um, with my good friend Pam, who's one of our mentors at WIM. Uh, she came for the day and then we went and got steak and had a really lovely dinner. And um, I don't know, she's more of a friend than anything. And um, it was really lovely to see her. And you know, we usually talk about business and stuff too, but like it's as friends. So um, that was a really nice way of ending the day. Oh, I also shout out to someone, another friend of mine, um, who got me this red pass. This is like the Hyatt pass. So I kept hearing rumblings like, oh, are you going to the Hyatt, the event of the Hyatt? There's like a meta experience and a jelly smack experience. And then um, a lot of the platforms, TikTok, sort of like all the creators were being put up at that hotel. So that is why all the experiences were there. It's nice to meet people there as, as you know, good people to meet. So it was, it was cool to be there. So um, I'm really excited to chat with you ladies. I just ran into you and asked you if you wanted to give your thoughts. So first, like, what are your names and which companies are you with? Sure. Uh, my name is Misha. I'm here with Duolingo. And my name is Jamila, and I'm also here with Duolingo. Amazing. Duolingo. Definitely know about Duolingo. Very, very cool company. Tell me, like, have, first of all, were you here yesterday as well, or are you just here for day two? We were here yesterday. We got here on Wednesday. We have been having a blast, a little bit too much fun, honestly. Um, so we had the full day yesterday, but we arrived on Wednesday. And arrived from where? We came from, so I live in Los Angeles, but I flew out. We all had a weekend in Portland, which is where we're all from. So we all flew out together on Monday and then drove up. Okay, so you've been here for the past couple of days. Is there like a standout panel experience, anything related to VidCon that like really stood out to you is like, oh, this was incredible. Well, right off the bat, we just got out of actually Zarya's talk. And that was the highlight and the reason that we're, we're here, truly. I think, you know, Zarya is somebody that we don't even consider friends. We consider family. And watching her grow into the woman that she is and being able to share the knowledge of how important intersectionality is within the brand world within social media within advertising just in any space that you walk into you know we know her so well but you see somebody on stage and hearing them talk in such a professional and educated way it was it just makes you think about the world differently and I feel like expanded and and better because of it so that was a highlight I would also agree with what Misha said. I think Zarya's talk was the highlight of my experience so far. There's not as much representation of us in the industry. And so it's been wonderful to see her succeed. And it was really just like, I feel like I was like nodding my head with everything that she was saying because she was speaking so directly to my soul and like to everything that I feel like um, that needs to be out there to be manifested. And so like if you could articulate in like, a few words or a sentence, like what you hope people took away from her her talk, what would you say? Oh, I think that her key message was that coming from an intersectional background is a superpower. And I think there's a part of us that has communicated that within our friend group and to each other. Like you, you know, in intimate settings, you're aware that you're like, no, this is being, you know, Pakistani, being Muslim, being brown, being all these different things that you are, gender, race, whatever that you come from, make you see the world in a more expansive way. You know that. But 
it's not often professionalized and actualized in this way that like it's not just an emotional superpower it's not just a way to connect with people it's a it's a superpower in your career and it's a superpower in the industry that we are in it's a superpower within brands within advertising marketing and it can be kind of like something that helps you see the world differently and the world needs to be set up differently too like you don't have to adjust yourself and pivot within the circle that already exists like you should be given opportunities that make it so that you can change the way that that circle is if that makes sense that's so powerful what would you say I would say empower the shapeshifters. That's like something that she talked about because I think it just it relates to our backgrounds of being having so many different identities, being Muslim, being a Pakistani, being American, being a woman, being like a woman in a professional career. Like I think all of those experiences from when we were kids have allowed us to understand what parts of ourselves to show and which parts of ourselves to maybe be more reserved in a certain situation. And she talked about gut. And I think that is something that you can't teach. That's your experiences guide your gut. And like your gut helps you, provides you the intuition to navigate different scenarios. And that's something like that we, like Misha was saying, we've all talked about and acknowledged and validated amongst ourselves. But having it on such a large stage and voiced and feeling like just so validated from her talk, which I think is like, it's hard to find out there, especially like being born and raised in Portland, which is a predominantly very white city and like not having much representation growing up. It's just seeing her on that stage like brings me to tears because I'm like, yes, that is exactly yeah. what we need. We need more women. We need strong women. We need strong women of color just being advocates for us. And so I think trusting the shapeshifters because we have a, a gut intuition that you can't teach. Ooh, I don't even know what, how I can follow that up. <laughs> Incredible. I guess like my last question for you, ladies, and thank you so much. This has been really great hearing your insights. What do you, if you could like close your eyes and wish for, you know, something to shift and change and improve in the creator economy that you actually think will happen in the next year, what do you think could progress and happen and change? Ooh, I think that we just need to create more platforms and uplift more black and brown creators and voices. I think that there is social momentum in that direction. And like even seeing Zari on stage today, knowing, you know, the whole talk revolves around this ethos and what we just talked about, but knowing that she was given that space to talk, right? There, I think we need to make an infinite amount more of those kind of spaces. And we, we've been walking around VidCon. We've been putting tinsel on our hair. We've been like, we're meeting a ton of people and socializing. And I think there's still this part of me that walks into a space thinking like, okay, am I going to have to navigate a predominantly white space? Or is this going to be a space that I can show up as I am? So, and, and, and amazingly, that's, that's what VidCon has been. I think it's been a very diverse group of people and we're seeing creators from all backgrounds, all, you know, mediums too. And it feels like an honest representation of that. So I would say that the more honest that we can get and the more amount of spaces that we can create where people can show up as they are, empower black and brown voices, like, you know, that's something that we're already doing. So I think that that's actually going to continue to happen. I hope so. I really, really hope so. Is there anything that you want to add that you would love? No. Yeah. She's like, she nailed it. Misha just covered it all. I can't say it better. She dropped the mic. Thank you, ladies, so, so much. And um, enjoy the rest of VidCon. Um, and it's so nice meeting you. So day three. Uh, day three, but day two of the industry track. Day three of me being in California. Um, so yeah, so cut to today, Friday, uh, June 24th, actually, a day that will seriously go down in history as being 
a pretty terrible day for like women's history. So I woke up to my phone just like blowing up with news and posts and all sorts of stuff. And I'm like, what is happening? Plus, of course, I'm on the West Coast. So it's like a little bit behind everybody. Um, and of course, it was the Roe v. Wade ruling. Um, I mean, it's horrific. Like, there's no other better way to describe it. It's horrific that like 30 plus years of protections that women had about their own bodies is now just, it feels like in the, you know, in a, in a split second taken away from us. I don't know. My stomach is like turning as I'm saying this and like thinking about it. But I have to talk about it on this podcast. I mean, it was a huge thing that happened today. And like, we're an organization all about supporting women. So like, of course, I have to talk about this. It would be insane if I didn't mention it. This literally happened this morning. Anyways, I was surprised actually, to be honest, that there wasn't any sort of like demonstration or like presence um, at VidCon about this. There's so many young Gen Zers who are here. I'd love to just like hear your name and your position and where you work. My name is Christina Gong and I'm at Edelman. I'm a vice president in the corporate reputation employee experience team. Hi, my name is Mo Alabi. I'm an account supervisor in the employee experience team. Amazing. And we just met <laughs> here at VidCon. We're in the industry lounge area. And you guys have said this like really beautiful display here. Um, how does it work? So there's like a mannequin and a cool outfit. Explain, explain the experience to us. Well, right now we're in the Edelman um, Industry Track Lounge and we have a display here um, of our Gen Z lab. It's showing some of the um, campaigns that we've done in partnership with some of our clients. Um, this snack suit that you're referring to is a snack suit that Edible, um, the part of our organization that focuses on food and beverage um, brands, uh, we helped create that concept for 7-Eleven as they were launching their private label snacks. Um, and they developed that in partnership, designed it with um, Kerwin Frost. Very cool. And so my understanding is that you put a ticket in the pocket with your information on it and you can win the the cool suit so i love that like you guys are fully embracing experiences here at vidcon and who doesn't love a giveaway <laughs> and a prize and a raffle um so i don't know what's your experience been since you've been here at vidcon i have been here for a couple of hours um and looking forward to coming all week i I think after the past couple of years of just kind of like being home, working from home, and because the nature of our work tends to be more corporate advisory, I've been so excited to just have some creative refreshment. I mean, there's upside down pool floaties. There are just bright colors everywhere. There's free food. There is people. There's just, I think the energy and as my little sister would say, the vibe here just, it feels very alive. And so it's so nice to just be around freshness and creative refreshment. How, when's the last industry conference that you've been to? This is the first one that I've been to post-pandemic. And I, you know, what Mo said about the energy, I totally agree with. And it's been really cool to see various creators collaborating. How so? How, what have you seen? I'm curious. Just sharing some of their experiences and what's been working for them, what hasn't, some ideas on, you know, what's coming up next. And I think sharing some of their thoughts on how is the recession going to impact their work. That that collaborative nature, I think, was refreshing. Definitely. Um, 
Have you been to VidCon in years past? Have you have you been? Neither of you have been. Okay, interesting. Um, I hope you come back. I feel like next year, hopefully, will be a little bit more reminiscent of years past. I agree. Like it's a really good vibe here. Refresh is the word to like see people again in person and reconnect with people and have that in real life experience. However, having been here a few years ago, there were much more people here. Like my last question for you, ladies, in terms of just the creator economy in general, any predictions for the next year i'm really curious about the trend that i've been seeing with um things like patreon substack in terms of creators learning how to build out their own platforms as opposed to being dependent on these like larger ones that are essentially subject to change or subject to all kinds of regulation and subject to scrutiny when you know the ceo is acting up and so i'm really curious if creators are going to do more of like building their own communities building their own platforms i'd love to see that I would love to see that too. Anything else you'd like to add? Well, I hope that they do start thinking about, and there are many that are already thinking about, like Mo said, creating their own communities. Where can they take their talents next? Um, hello, I'm Jesse. Nice to meet you. What's your name? Ali. Ali. It's nice to meet you, Ali. Um, so what I was just asking, ladies, like predictions for the next, you know, year or so in the creator economy. Um, any predictions that you you think we're are coming on the horizon? Um, I, I work in data and intelligence, so I can tell you one thing. With young people, I think I saw a research report that said 70% of us identify as creators, right? And so this is something for young people that's really baked into the identity of who they are. And so it, it's probably looking like the stock market, aside from recently, it's probably going to go like this for content creators, right? Especially with younger kids. And so... Um, Anything else I feel like would be speculation, but young people really like creating content. Um, they're trying to fuse what it is they're passionate about with making money, being able to, you know, pay for rent, pay for food, stuff like that. And so I think we're going to see a lot of really innovative ideas. I just came back from Mr. Beast's talk. How was that? Oh, it was in. I feel like I gained 10 years of knowledge in 45 minutes and, and the, his ability to just like engage the crowd. He was like sending text messages to friends for questions during the thing. It was it was super cool. So like, you know, I think there's uh, something very, very interesting going on. Like personality is starting to is starting to be something that is shown, displayed, worn on your, you know, on your the cuff of your shirt. And so I don't think that's going to end. That's an incredible, like, thank you. Things are growing. Like more people are going to want to be creators. More people are going to want to figure out how it is they can take what they like to do and, you know, put their own spin on it and, and make it into something. So yeah, I mean, that's why we're here, right? That's why we're here. Major takeaways. Number one, I'm super fucking excited because we have our in real life, like dinner in about 30 minutes. So I got to like wrap this up pretty quickly. i um, very excited to meet so many of you in person. Um, that's number one. Uh, takeaway number two, um, there are not enough. I feel like it's very split. It was really nice to see how many Web3 NFT um, panels and discussions there were. But then when I spoke to people about it, they're like, yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> um, and I get it. It's complicated. We talk about it on the podcast a lot. But um, I want more women specifically to understand it and get it because not only are, is it like business opportunities, it's like the cutting edge exciting thing of our industry right now, um, but there's also like incredible investment opportunities. So 
anyways, uh, there's a lot of Web3 stuff. Um, <laughs> I also went to like the fun expo center, uh, which is cool. They had lots of experiences. I FaceTimed um, my six-year-old and I was like, look, there's all these um, claw machines. She loves claw machines. It's like, look, there's all these claw machines. Zoe, like, do you want some things? I got her a little something and I FaceTimed her while I was on the in the Exo Center, which is where all the creators are and stuff. And there's like all these cool like experiences and pop-ups. But I gotta tell you guys, it was a fraction of what it was the last time I was here, which is really disappointing. Um, the final I mean, there's two days of industry stuff. The final day, the audiences were like 10% full with that. Um and some of the panels were good. <laughs> some of the panels were good. Some of them were interesting. Um, some people just like don't know how to be on stage and carry an audience. Uh, it's a very specific skill. You're on a literal stage. Like you have to be engaging. Um, so some people are just kind of boring. They're not great speakers. And other people just say things that we've heard time and time again. Um, but there were definitely a few that stood out to me. Um, a couple of them were about Web3. One of them was that TikTok uh, keynote, which was fantastic, but it was creators on stage carrying, you know, carrying themselves like so well. They're so engaging, obviously. Um, and uh, yeah, I like to a few about like data and the analytics are really interesting, but um, I'm excited to see what happens next year. I know some people who came only had a creator pass and didn't get to see any of the industry panels. The grass is always greener, perhaps, but I actually wish I attended more creator panels. I remember doing that a few years ago, and I sort of bounced in between. Um, so I would recommend doing that um, next time that you go. Um, it's a huge conference. It was really cool to see such a huge presence about, you know, with TikTok. It was pretty wild to see how little of a YouTube presence there was, even smaller for Instagram. Um, but just broadly, there were less people there this year. Um, I am definitely going to be here next year. We're definitely going to continue to have a presence here. Um, and you should too. So keep an eye out next year for discounted tickets. If you're a member to VidCon, we're also going to be getting you more and more discounts and freebies and giveaways like we did for Create and Cultivate. Um, so keep an eye out for that. And um, all right, guys, have a lovely uh, rest of your week and we will see you uh, next time. If you enjoyed this episode, we got to have you back. Check out our website for more ways to get involved, including all the information you need about joining our collective. You can check out all the information at IamWim.com. Leave us a review, a rating. But the most important thing that we can ask you to do is to share this podcast. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. Tune in next week.